0: i Spaces Hello and welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, November 28th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the NFT Happy Hour, hosted by Cosmos Joe. Chatting with Flight Force 4 and Sunnyside Reapers.
1: Let's take a listen. Hello everybody. Welcome to NFT Happy Hour. Hasn't really happened too often in recent weeks, so sorry about that. One of our guests is already here, so I'm going to get started and zip through some of what's happening in... The Cosmos NFT space. So, if you're listening on Terra Spaces, or whether you're listening to this as a recording, or whether you're here now, thank you for joining. My name is Joe. I'm one of the Joes of the Joe Munity, and my face has been plastered on most of the PFPs over the last week and a half. But most people know me. I'm a crypto enthusiast. I'm an NFT collector. I try to run these once a week. Usually they're on Fridays, but I have to accommodate different time zones, and I got guests from all over who are trying to get the word out on their projects and today we'll get to talk to Flight Force. Um, thanks to homestead he put this project on my radar and finally was able to work out a finally able to work out a time where Flight Force can join me on spaces. I'll put some relevant tweets at the top speakers you're free to do the same listeners. if you have questions use that little chat bubble down below. And I'll ask your questions. I don't think today is going to be a long spaces so we can get some audience members up here to ask questions, or we can just talk NFTs as we see fit. Just want to plug my YouTube and my telegram. If you go into my Twitter profile at Cosmos DeFi, my link trees there. You could join my telegram. It's announcements only no conversation to follow. No off topic chat, just strictly giveaways, announcements, news anything that I pick up as far as alpha from the creators that I talk to, I throw it in there. And for YouTube, um, got some decent, uh, videos coming up to drop into, uh, uh to drop into the comments here. I'll, I'll, uh, sorry into the pin tweets here and I'll let you know, I got some, uh, some good content coming. I just interviewed loop finance today or loop markets today. I'm going to have a video with tank sometime this week. I have a video with, uh, Ertman from Lavender Five Nodes. We're just talking about proof of stake blockchains and how they actually work. Um, but yeah, should be uh, should be interesting. I'll just run through the um, the volume for the past week on Stargaze. We'll go quickly around the different markets in the cosmos. Bad Kids has reclaimed the number one spot on um, on Stargaze. And they're way ahead of Stargaze Punks, which is number two. And then third, holding holding our own here, Joe Munity, the Joe OG collection is number three um, behind the two legendary Stargaze projects, Bad Kids and Stargaze Punks. So not too bad. Seems like Timmy's recent collection, V3, is cannibalizing some of that secondary market volume, plus a whole bunch of them got burned. So there's just less NFTs to go around, unfortunately. Territory has had a couple of successful mints. Pretty impressive, if I if I have to say. Yield Gorillas. Um, I minted like 15 of them. I did not get any special rare ones, but I am a big supporter of Gata DAO, and that's one of their collections. I'll be um, talking with them this week to find out exactly how those accrue yield, but from what I heard, it comes from their Territory and Cosmos Hub validators. So hopefully, just because it's Cosmos Hub, that it's very sustainable the uh, yield on those loop finance on Juno has Kelopar on the launch pad. I'm a big supporter of Kelopar as well. That's who made my PFP. Their art's awesome. Their game is uh, going to be really cool because it's going to be on mobile app. Um, they're going to be integrating in the loop wallet. So yeah, I like, I like Juno NFTs. I don't know why the Juno community does not love NFTs as much as they love DGEN um, project tokens like raw and Neta. So I'm going to bring up Flight Force. We'll get started. I'm actually going to invite you to co-host. So Flight Force, you should have a, a request. Nope, he went back to listener. I'll invite you to speak. Let's see. Cool. He's up. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I can hear you. I think I um I had a phone call come through, so I might have to shoot out and shoot back in just to reset it. I think it's a bit glitchy.
1: Uh, you sound all right now. You're right. But if you want to do that, we can definitely wait for it. Yeah.
2: No, I'll, I'll, we'll we'll just leave it as is. Then how's everything going?
1: Going good, man. Um, I don't know that much about your project, but Homestead told me, hey, you should you should check out this project. Um, you guys are not on uh, Stargaze, right? Are you on um what what blockchain? is your is your collection minting on
2: right now it's on ethereum but um from the beginning we've always planned to be cross chain and have um at least uh, four different uh, chains that we will mint nfts on just small collections in each in each one but uh, yeah that's always been the the plan so um stargaze is the first one outside of eth that we plan on launching on
1: okay, so you'll mint like uh you're I don't know if you want to say it this way, but series one on Ethereum, series two on Stargaze, and then you're going to m- basically uh, do the same thing on at least two other blockchains?
2: Yeah, pretty much. So within the, the game, there's kind of, in the story, there's, there's four planets. So we can, we can mint in planets. So each chain will essentially be its own planet, which um, we're hoping kind of creates a, its own sub-community and then allows us to, to have a, a bit of friendly competition between networks i think i might be rugging a little here i might shoot out and jump back in um be back in a sec
1: i think if he's minting different factions on different blockchains they'll just be non-stop fighting between uh, everyone and ethereum people just don't like ethereum i don't know why do you guys hear me or was it just him that couldn't hear me give me a give me a thumbs up thumbs down or what, crying face whatever you want i knew you someone was going to give me the crying face but already, I like the sound of this cross-chain NFTs. This is this is good. Joe's intern is just killing me right now.
2: We back. I'm not sure if, yeah, I couldn't hear you speaking for a while there. So, Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I think it's on my end. Apologies.
1: Cool. No, well, what, what I was saying before it, it rugged, I was saying that I think it'll be more than friendly competition. It'll be just basically cutthroat trash talking between blockchains, and I think that will be good for engagement. <laughs> yeah I hope so. <laughs> it'll be like everyone against ETH, right that that's that's what it'll probably
2: be <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably gonna be the theme um which is good to be honest
1: so your 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 different planets are gonna end up being like factions, and each collection will be for one of those planets is that is that Is that right?
2: Yeah, exactly. There's two um, main characters within the game. I know we haven't really even um, touched on what the project's about, but essentially it's a shooter game um, where there's two different characters. There's the human characters, which are the defenders. That's what we're minting right now. Uh, and there's the alien characters, which is the the exions. So they um, they are they all have factions rather than planets. The defenders, are, which we're minting right now, they they are tied to to four different planets. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much yeah. The the aliens will have factions. The, the defenders will have uh, planets.
1: And what's the mint that's happening right now is on Ethereum because I don't yeah on Stargate.
2: Yeah, so the the mint right now it, that's currently on is um, through our website is is the second collection on ETH. So the first collection was um, like a, ver- a very exclusive small collection, which we've which is the OG Defenders, and so they are also on ETH. Um, but they are kind of the premier collection, I, I guess. Um, Genesis. A lot of different projects have different names, but yeah, they're our OGs. And then now is the first planet. Um, that's what we're currently minting now is the Helios Planet, which is a, a, the blue planet.
1: I, I'm on the website now. It looks pretty nice. Um, I uh, I only have two NFTs on, on on Ethereum. Believe it or not, I have um, I have a Satoshi Verse, and then I have. Uh, a cro- another cross-chain project it's called angel baby hit squad it's not well known but it's i liked it because it was cross-chain but this is uh this is pretty cool so it's og mint would be your whitelist and public mint is how everyone else is minting is that right i'm looking at the, the site now
2: yeah so the og on the minting area the og button is essentially if you own an og defender um which we minted a few months ago, now a couple months ago, um, if you own one, then that's an automatic whitelist to any future mints that we do, as well as a twenty-five percent discount on the on the price for all those mints. So we we're, we're not doing whitelists, we're just doing um, OG list, I guess. So uh, you can get you can get those OGs either um, off Open of OpenSea, or you can mint uh, three or more of the current collection that we're minting, and you'll get airdropped one of those OGs once we finish minting.
1: Got it. And it looks like in, in U.S. dollar terms, it's like roughly like a $25 mint, which is pretty nice to be able to get away with that on Ethereum now.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. 12 months ago, that would have been uh, basically a free mint. Oh, well, more, you'd be paying probably $50, $60 in, in the in gas fees alone, uh, at least. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, we we ended up on Ethereum. Um, initially, we were meant to launch on Terra, and obviously, well, we didn't. Luckily, we didn't get to that stage. Um, but we had to pivot pretty quickly and make a decision on which uh, chain to launch on first. And so, uh, it was either going to be Polygon or ETH. We wanted to pick something that we knew that worst case scenario, it's going to be around for us and we can rely on. And at that stage, <clears throat> that's kind of. You know, Ethereum, as much as as it has its its, its, its issues, um, is kind of the one that you would expect to be the last to, to fail um, at this stage. But so, yeah, we ended up on, on Ethereum, which was a whole nother journey in itself. You, you're tapping into, as many people know, a totally different audience and it's a big ocean um, as opposed to, you know, like the Terra community was awesome. It was very tight knit, And I guess from that's how we kind of have ended up wanting to go on Stargaze because we feel like that's the closest and uh, the, and the most similar community um, that that we were originally meant to mint on. So, and it's pretty, and it's pretty cool in itself, I think.
1: Well, let me, I definitely want to ask about the game, but before we get talk about the game, I would say almost everyone in here has, probably everyone in here has NFTs on Star Stargaze, right? So, and you said you were looking for other blockchains to make it a cross-chain project. It seems like a lot of um, a lot of projects that were going to mint on Terra did really well on Stargaze. And then, you know, a couple projects that went to Juno not doing so good. And I, I, I thought it would be the opposite. I thought that Juno community would mint like crazy on, uh, on Loop or Hopers. What, why did you ultimately decide on Stargaze? What is it about the platform or about the, uh, you know, there's like data that you were able to drum up? Because I think that'd be interesting for people to hear.
2: Yeah. So for us with the cross chain compatibility, uh, the the main things that we need is just it's. Your NFT. If you hold one of our NFTs, it's going to be your access card. So to simplify things as much as we can, the game is actually fully off-chain. The only side of it that's going to be on-chain is when you log in. Um, it'll, you know, obviously you connect your wallet. So we didn't need anything crazy in terms of, um, you know, we just needed it to to be able to 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 you know, you'll be able to store your NFT on your wallet and be able to connect basically um, because inside the game. Uh, When it comes to, you know, transactions and tokens and things like that, that'll be on uh, a chain that we haven't, we haven't decided yet what chain that'll be, but obviously it's not going to be Stargaze. So just for simplicity, uh, that was one reason. Uh, We like the fact that the focus is on the NFTs, but also because we have um, some good relationships with other projects, which are which have really been able to um I guess get advice from and see how things have gone. Um we got good relationships with um scallies, with TSAS, we got um obviously um Sunnyside Reapers. Um so there's a few there that have launched on Stargaze and we've been able to see how it goes and, and what they've struggled with and what they've found really good and i think overall the experience uh seems to be really good so we looked into it further um and and it, it basically in terms of having something launched on cosmos it, it fits everything we need um and keeps it as simple as possible because you know cross-chain has a has its complexities so if we can keep things as simple as possible for us, that's, that's what makes more sense. And I think the community as well as a whole in Stargaze, especially at the moment, seems to be possibly the most active um, from what I can see in, in
1: the NFT space. Um, yeah, probably. But- I mean, Stargaze, I think, I think part of it is that um, Stargaze did a really nice job with their, with their Genesis Mint. Like they they minted fifteen collections in an instant, you know. They launched at the same time. It went perfectly w- well on a brand new platform, and then um, they've been improving, making subtle improvements, you know, ever since. And I think that Stargaze is just it's just the 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 place for. You know, I would say Osmosis is our DeFi hub, Stargaze is our um, NFT hub, and then uh, you know I think they should attract good projects. I think they definitely should attract good projects like this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree co- completely.
1: Let me ask you about the the you know you said that the the game is off chain. Um, I hear from almost every game developer that it doesn't make sense to put most of the game on chain. Having it off chain is that does that make it easier then to to do this compatibility with the NFTs from different blockchains? Since I guess you just you could hook up any wallet, then it doesn't matter because um, it, it's not going to be. Like, you don't, you're not going to be using a Kepler wallet with a game that's on the Ethereum blockchain and, and vice versa. Is that- yeah, exactly. Pretty much
2: that's the short of it. I think if you think of it as the NFT... Uh, is your access, like a, imagine you're playing a, just a traditional game and you you know, you know might have a, a email address login with a password. That's pretty much all you're doing when you connect your wallet. From that point on, you're essentially on your game profile and anything you do within the game profile is, um, you know, there's going to be on-chain stuff and off-chain stuff that gets attached to that profile, but the basic gist is once you've logged in, you'll be able to play the game and not have to uh, interact with anything web 3 you could play the game and level up um just you know because you you like the game and you, you're not interested in the token or earning or any of that stuff but you enjoy playing the game so yeah it opens up that that um but then also uh and this is obviously like i said yet to be decided once you do want to go and um either purchase nfts for the game or um swap to the token or, and get you know take those tokens out of the system um that's where the the web3 stuff comes in but um we also have uh a, a rental hub so you're going to be able to rent all of your nfts so that will be another Another function that we drop in, which will be web free, but again, it's it's just the transaction side. That's stuff that the user can choose to 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 use if they want. Um, there's no, you know, you must do this to earn or you know play to earn is not. I I think we prefer the play and earn. Um, but yeah, everything it, it, that we're building is based around the game. Um, we want to make the best game possible. If that means um, minimizing entirely the web three um effect then we want to get that right because we can add these other you know web three um i guess functions as we go and once we get the, the game right so that's for us the focus
1: got it so i'm guessing the nfts are not going to be playable they're just going to identify the account owners rather than putting in a bunch of personal info it'll just be via nft
2: well, the, the NFTs are a two D image, and they, they they give they'll give you access to the three D image on the game, so um, which I think is a kind of good segue into the how the the rental hub works is um, you know there's no three D file attached to the to the NFT as such. There'll be a, a server with you know imagine you've got um, a database of all these characters, and each character is going to be tied to each token ID so you know you're going to get access to the 3d version of your nft so it'll have it'll carry the traits that your nft has and um so there's going to be visual traits but there's also going to be in game in game traits so you'll have you know some uh nfts might have um different perks to the to others and and different advantages within the game so um you yeah you do get uh yeah that the, they are an access but they're also your character
1: got it so let me just i mean it sounds good i I like when nfts are used for some type of gated access i think that's like an underexplored utility of nfts i mean they they map directly back to a wallet so you should be able to identify people and then give them specific perks based on the type of nft the number of nft or even like a single trait on one of their nfts right you should be able to do that i don't see many i don't see many of of examples of this in practice. So I think that, I think games are going to have to maybe lead the way there.
2: Yeah, I think there's there's a lot involved. I guess if you've got a really simple character that doesn't take long to generate. I know there's projects that have generated um, you know, gone from a 2D and you can upgrade to the 3D version and the generation of the art can take a long time and can be pr- pretty costly as well. Um, if you've got something simple, um, you know, if you're not changing your character entirely, like for example, you're not having you know, um, a board at yacht club playing in the same game as you've got cars that are NFTs. Like if you've got a just a couple of models where it doesn't take too much to change traits, and you know each person have their own individual um, character, then it's yeah that that makes sense definitely. Um, we have. In that first collection i think all up we have around 48 one of ones so each one of those one of ones eventually they're going to be um you know they're playable and and that will be the draw card of that that one of one is that you're going to have something no one else has like obviously each nft and each character will be different slightly by traits but these are going to be very different. Like you'll be able to see uh, straight away who who's running around playing the game with a one-on-one, as opposed to a standard um, defender. So yeah, there's there's definitely. I mean, yeah, like you said, games are going to be the ones that have to kind of carry the load and, and show um, what 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 it's what the meaning of uh, individual uh, ownership means in a, in a gaming sense.
1: Yeah, and and you didn't mention earning. Can you can you clarify your model of I know a lot of game developers are avoiding p2e probably for good reason right but can you explain your model a little bit and where the earn part comes in and also if there's um you know how people have to enter the game do they pay that ask Right yeah
2: so the 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 game will be a downloadable app for desktop Um, like you mentioned earlier, it will be token gated for these NFTs that we're minting. We are also going to do minting passes, uh, sorry, uh, game passes, which will be a free mint. And this will be to allow people access to a restricted version of the game. So it'll be like a demo, but it'll also allow them access to the rental hub. So within the game, there's a rental hub. Everyone who owns an NFT can rent their NFT um, to other players, but to access that rental hub, you need to be able to get into the game. So, um, we're going to have, yeah, these, uh, gaming passes. And so that will allow somebody who maybe can't afford an NFT or can't, um, if, yeah, you know, they, they just want to check it out first and then and have a look. Um, that'll allow people to just come and do that as they please. And if they want to play the game properly, um, and, and you won't be able to earn in the demo. Um, so you will be able to play around with, um, and, you know, as a, a, a practice, I guess, version of the game um, without the Web3 functions. So you'll be able to go and search the uh, rental marketplace if someone's renting, um, you know, advertising their their NFT at a certain price or maybe it's free and all they want is a split of the tokens that are earned when um, that person uh, uses their NFT. They can actually go and see that marketplace um, otherwise there's no other way into the game and there's no other way of making it fair (laughs) for the people who have gone and purchased nfts to be able to access the game so uh yeah that's that's how you'll get into the game and uh how you can earn the tokens obviously you either need to be renting someone's nft or you'll have to own one of the nfts and uh you just earn by um just by leveling up in the game so the game itself is a is a Player versus player shooter game. So it's a space themed game. So I, I would have, I like to think we're creating something that's sort of a mixture of Counter Strike, Halo, and, um, and and like Call of Duty type gameplay. So um, if you're not, if you have no idea what, what Flight Force 4 is, uh, check up and uh, tweet. There's a video there of the practice map. Um, and so that will give you an idea of what the game is. And, and basically, the way you earn is by. You know, the, the the game style will be deathmatch, uh, and whether it's defenders versus Axions, I'm not sure how it's gonna play out yet. It's gonna depend entirely on uh minting numbers and uh and and the numbers that we get within the game. Um, so that that side of it. So you you earn earn tokens by, you know, finishing um high up in leaderboards uh, at the end of a match so it might be like a five minute timed match and death match if you're unfamiliar is generally uh you go out if you get shot you get um you respawn back at the respawn point you could just keep playing but your death count and your kill count does get recorded so uh where you finish on the on the leaderboard at the end of matches uh kills Um, your kill to death ratio. So, you know, if you're getting a hundred kills, but you're dying 200 times in a game, that'll affect uh, your earning. But yeah, essentially you'll, you'll earn um, X amount of tokens on each map. So the idea is we're going to be updating the game, you know, weekly, hopefully expanding the maps and uh, we will incentivize people to get to the next map by increasing the, the earning boost. So each each map will have like a, let's say for example, the first match map is just a standard one X boost. Um, but the next map, you need to hold X amount of characters or have um purchased a a map pass or something like that. But the incentive is that now you're on two X boost. So you're earning a lot more when you go to that map. Um but also because it's a new map and you know everyone likes leveling up and, and going to the next stage. So um, but yeah, that's, that's the basic gist of how you would earn. Um, these tokens are essentially, we have a two token system. So these, these first tokens have no value added, uh, attached to them. So the, that's goes back to the whole, if you don't want to earn, um, you know, for the sake of pulling money out of the, the system and cashing out, uh, you want to just play the game and keep playing and leveling up, then you'll be able to use those tokens to do that. Um, without having to you know go through any sort of real uh i guess web 3 um process to to, to you know withdraw things or be able to purchase nfts and, and whatnot
1: so is the is the token that uh that people are going to earn during the game is that something that's only useful on your own platform or can you do other things with the token
2: yeah, that's right. So the the earning token, the FX token, that's only useful on our platform and that will be, you'll be able to swap that in the swap hub if you want to our, um, you know, I guess your value accrual token, um, which can then be swapped for other cryptocurrencies.
1: Also, you will be able, you will have this on an exchange of some sort. Yeah
2: the second token will be on exchanges and it will be on a um it'll start out on a uh, dex
1: with some liquidity yeah Got it got it um I usually have a bunch of questions from my my telegram community but I don't have any so I'm going to if it's all right with you let anyone come up that wants to ask questions and you could just do like a like a live AMA since you're the only one here the other uh, the other guest wasn't able to make it is that all right yeah, absolutely. Love love getting questions. Yeah, so if anyone wants to request a mic, just please do it, and we'll uh, we'll get you up here.
2: And yeah, I guess um, while while we're waiting, uh, we have a few events coming up. Um, we want to do a an AMA uh, in around about a week, maybe two weeks, um, where we do something similar to to this, uh, and just invite anyone from Stargaze. We want to do some giveaways. So some we'll give away some stars, um, and things like that. Just and just yeah, again, open up the mic and let anyone ask questions. And if, if you know, I think we want to make some kind of like an interactive AMA, I guess, um, something a little different. But uh, yeah, if you're interested in coming along, or if even uh, if you wanted to be part of that too, um,
1: yeah, we definitely keep, keep me in the loop. You're you're in uh you're in Australia or New Zealand? I can't tell. Yeah in New Zealand at the moment. You're in okay, okay. Whenever I'm not sure, it's usually New Zealand. And I i used to be able to tell a difference really good and now I just can't. But yeah, so you're you're basically like either twelve or thirteen hours flipped from my time zone. So just keep me in the loop and maybe we could uh maybe I could pop in there. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Um Sunnyside's up here. Sunnyside, if you don't already know, he's uh one of the stargaze creators. He's got a bunch of collections with his team on uh on multiple platforms. Take it away, son. Is it is it Bonzi?
3: Yep, yep. Um, hey, I, I just wanted to ask. I, I jumped in late. Um, so you probably already mentioned this, but the NFTs in the game, um, they I'm guessing are skins. Do they also affect attributes or stats of the individual characters within the game? What's up, Bonzi? Yeah.
2: Um they do have in game perks as well so there's two there's two factors um if you look at like um on OpenSea if you went on and looked at the traits there's a there's in game perks and there's also a boost ranking so yeah the, initially they will have like a um each each NFT has you know different attributes that are going to be useful in the game but also there's a that boost so what the boost is is when you first enter the game um the, there's going to be an option to add perks, so uh, things like um, you know usual stuff that you'd see, in, in like a Call of Duty where you maybe you can get a perk that makes you sprint faster, or like you can carry two primary weapons, or reload faster, all those kind of things. Um, the boost ranking will be what you use to purchase those initially. So the higher the boost ranking, obviously, the quicker you can get set up
3: and start, you know, having an advantage. Okay, perfect. So, and I'm guessing that kind of information is held in the metadata. So one layer would be like perk one, um, carry two primary weapons, perk two, uh, for instance, be able to jump point two, you know, 120% of the average jump, things like that. Um, <clears throat> let me think of what else I got. I always have like a million questions that are more like on the, Technical side, um, so I you just, had mentioned. Oh, go on.
2: No, sorry. I was just going to say on that in terms of being in the metadata. So the the perks that you'd be purchasing in the game, they won't be in. They won't be part of the metadata. They will be. What will happen is obviously you'll use that NFT. The game will recognize you have X amount of boost points that you can use, and so basically, because otherwise, um, we'd get a, a into problems later when people sell the nfts and you'll be like well they've used the boost points already it's basically if you sell the nft it resets and it mm. then then becomes the new owner's profile so when you log in that becomes like a new profile because it's coming from a different wallet and then you they get to purchase their in-game perks again and use those boost points but they'll be attached uh the game rather than Uh, metadata so the boost points will always be there um obviously if you say if you're the owner and you're like oh i don't like those perks anymore um you just have to send that nft to a different wallet and log back in. it will reset but obviously you'll lose all your other settings as well so if you've purchased skins and weapons and items you will have to start again
3: Uh, Got you. Okay, so that makes sense. It's a number that gets reset where then in the game you can actually um, spend them. Have you thought about taking it one step further at all where uh, something about the NFTs cannot just be bought with boost points? Uh, The examples that I can think of right away is multipliers uh, to health where like health is 5% higher on this NFT all the time, but his speed is 7% slower. Uh, Things like that that make it um, a little bit where there's more distinction from NFT to NFT in the game and it's not uh, 100% centered around boost points, um, which is a single value, right? Like, you know, a higher boost point is better NFT have you thought about taking it one step further and making some things locked in per NFT? Yeah,
2: So each planet that we mint. So at the moment we're on Helios. Um, each planet has its own law and story, and uh, you know that you know the people who have inhabited that planet they have different strengths, and so each each uh, planet is going to have. Uh, certain strengths over a different planet for you know like exactly what you were saying like they may re- re- regenerate their health quicker or they have different technology um, and so those are things that will come it will just be one or two things um, and so we want to incentivize you know we don't want to you know say right this collection here is going to get the best perks um, and then by the end of the time you've, you know, minted every all your characters out in the last planet, um, the last planner or the last collection has like nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're trying to make it so that they uh, they all have kind of like an equal advantage, but the advantage is
3: very different to the other. Gotcha. Okay. No, uh, I like that. And then these two, I'm gonna ask. No long answer needed because I'm assuming uh, this probably got brought up before um Number one uh when do you think you're gonna have like uh beta or like um actual release one or both I guess, and then the second question I already forgot what it was, but let's go with that one first. yeah, I'll answer this, and then if you can remember
2: we'll run we'll roll through, but yeah, so the beta version uh is gonna be. So we had a pretty good conversation with uh, Game Studio at the end of last week about changing some things to get everything released. We want to have it out, he's saying, uh, before the end of next month, so this year. Um, And one of the cool things about what we're going to do is we – so if you do have a look at that um, pin tweet uh, that we have on our account, that's the practice map. It's a shooting range. So the, the map itself is actually really big Uh, that's just one portion inside the building and so what we're going to do is we're going to hold competitions where we can do streaming time trials and so basically this is just a single player uh version of of the practice map which is exactly how it will be uh in the game so when we do release the actual game this will be you sort of your first port of call where you get to learn the basics of the game and the controls and how to shoot and reload and change weapons etc uh and so if you you watch that video you and this will change we'll we'll be optimizing things and adding things and removing things but uh essentially it'll be uh, a shooting range that you that you walk through and pretty much we'll do some some tournaments for prizes um and uh, and we'll stream this either through discord to begin with or some other platforms as we go um but yeah that's something that we're going to have literally next month so that's the 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 beta vision in terms of the full version there's well there's lots of factors um we want to release a multiplayer beta v- version as well. So that'll be hopefully, uh, hoping, hoping ne- early next year where it'll be the same thing again as this first version, uh, except it'll be multiplayer. So you'll, you know, you and I will be able to run around and uh, practice. There'll be no web three functionality. It will just be s- strictly about the game and getting the game right. So we want to, we want to get the game right. That's like the, the main thing I want to focus on. And we as a community and, and as a as a, business want to focus on is getting that game right because it's the key the key part of everything really for us and has been a real weak point for for web3 games in the past and even still now um so when we get that full version out it will be once we get the game right uh, okay. but it will be next it'll be next year
3: okay no i i like that a lot and like uh so especially in this is just kind of a comment i guess for the audience like uh The games that i've seen so far and the ones that release they run into one of well one of a few problems one is visibility a lot of games i've noticed really i think golden ratio staking posted this the other day whereas like it's a myth that if you build it people will come um and it's true like a lot of the games i feel like we're really just banking on making the game of the century which is never going to happen it does it's not going to you release the game people don't care right you guys I've seen you guys out here for months always on spaces talking it up getting your name out there like I think that's huge uh the other thing that I always see is that there's not enough depth to the nfts which is why I was asking what are the fine differences Between one FT and another, like if the only difference had been the amount of boost points, that would be something that I would have said, like I think you should change because it's not enough of a driver, right? Like they need to be unique enough where it encourages trading and value between one versus another, other than just an arbitrary number. So, like I, I'm, I really like you know what you guys are saying, and I think it makes sense because, especially like web 3 gaming and just nft gaming in general right like it you don't have to make the game of the century but you also can't just make a web 2 bad version of a game that already exists and just slap nfts on it and i think you guys found like a very like the right mix of getting those two to be intertwined where it should appeal to both audiences so just wanted to ask the ones that always come up to my mind uh on these spaces. And uh the last one is I see a lot of gaming projects that promise, you know, uh the world, the universe and everything there in between. And right away you can be like, just know, like, hey, they can't do this. Why? Because I know, you know, some guy that lives in his mom's basement can't do this. <laughs> and and no, like everything you guys have seen, like I, I've seen some of like the videos and stuff that you guys have posted. Like it's all very doable from like a tech standpoint and it's not overly complicated and it all makes sense so yeah thanks for sharing guys
2: no thanks for the thanks for the questions and input it's um i think you're bang on with pretty much everything you just said and it's kind of hard i think for any game that is actually doing something um legitimately is you now have the stigma, which well, you got the stigma of you know failed Web three games, but you've also got a, a pretty um, hard market to work it, in. and so it, I think Ga- Web three gaming has a, a massive amount to, to offer. It's probably the ideal thing that Web three you know was made for. It's um, you got billions of gamers around the world um, that are using platforms that are great. You know they have. Good games and web and web two and traditional gaming. Um, there's nothing really wrong with the games as such, but it's the the next level of um, you know the monopoly that these these companies have. And so what that means is that yeah, in web three, you've got kind of two. I feel like two different groups, as you've got these the groups that have the money and they they throw you know, these videos around and these massive looking uh, projects. And like you are saying, you kind of go, well, are they actually going to be able to do this? And is the game going to be good? And is it actually going to be ready within the next five years? Um, and then you've got, say, the group that we're in where we're not trying to come out as that kind of project. What we're building from the ground and, and we're going to build this very basic. So, for example, our our game will be very basic in terms of, the size so um we'll have like on launch one or two big maps that you'll be able to access uh you'll have you know a a certain set of weapons you have a certain set of upgrades and the idea is that each week like i was saying we just keep um expanding and, and adding more and more each week um that people you know slowly um they get used to the game they also can give us feedback we can see what's working what's not we don't have this you know huge pool of funding that just goes on the game that we want to create it it becomes a game that um the community essentially creates um and that's kind of goes back to you know with these og defenders which we have um they are all going to have access to this beta version they're going to have access to pretty much everything we do first and be heavily involved in you know, the bug bounties and, you know, improving the game and getting that side of things right. Um, we definitely, I'll admit, the first thing we did wrong was think that we could sell this project just based on uh, what we were building. Um, you know, it, it took, I'd say, a good three to four months of us working with the game studio before we actually started being able to release stuff. And, you um, show what we had been working on and and you know we saw a big boost then but you know we had kind of lead you know combined with the market obviously at the same time kind of grinding down it it didn't help either but we kind of thought well you know once we start showing people what we're building the things will pick up and i think the problem is well many things one we were we're in a, a you know ethereum um you know, communities which we just didn't have, uh, sort of the reach that we may have had if we had been able to stay on Terra or in the um, smaller, closer communities that um, we were used to. Sort of that—that that was a, a couple of things that we did wrong: was underestimate the fact that you know, the further we get into a beer market, the more you need to appeal to your community um, with. Not just showing what you're building, but also engaging and and just having a good community that people want to be part of um, has become such a good key. But I think, in hindsight, it's going to put us in a much better place for the future because it obviously builds that base properly, um, rather than everyone just rushes in because they see the project and what they're building and sort of FOMO's in, and just sort of you don't yeah people will come and go in that scenario depending on what you've built but um yeah we 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 have a lot ahead of us but we are setting things up so that they're in doable steps
3: yeah no and i i like that it's especially the part where it's like it's really hard to stand out right now and to like branch off into like a new chain right like ethereum it's a money game over there. How much can you market? And unfortunately, like I still see it here. It's everywhere, right? If you make a pretty video, people think it's good. But one of the biggest things that, I've always said is like, the only reason people don't pay attention more is because we just don't spend on marketing. Like, it's like, I've seen these projects that will dump, you can tell it's thousands of dollars into making these pretty videos, but they don't have any gameplay to show at all. And it's like, you already know if that's where that project's priorities is, they're setting themselves up for failure. Yes, eventually, when the game is ready, you should be marketing heavily on the um the marketing side and making pretty videos but like if your game is months out what what are you doing making these like three minute intro videos for a game where you don't have anything developed at all it's all just animation so i think it's one of the things where there's very few projects like that especially like on the gaming side that i speak highly of and i I know you guys are one of them The one of the ones that's like actually building, you're putting money where it should be. You don't have this kind of, you know, skewed ratio of putting eighty percent to marketing and then only twenty percent to game development. I saw a guy in Stargaze Discord the other day. It was just like, you know, if you don't have your mint's not going that well, like how can you expect the game to succeed and i've always said it has nothing to do with the capital put in higher capital higher chance of success but if the team doesn't know how to manage the capital that team's gonna fail every time and just dumping it into marketing doesn't work i'm not like not gonna say specifics but marketing only goes so far it doesn't build genuine interest it builds fake interest um so yeah. I don't know. Just hats off to you guys. And I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming in December.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sven. I And again, you're nail on the head there. And I just want to quickly touch on that. And I guess our point of difference, because, yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter how much capital you've got. I think we saw last year. You know, for 12 months, um, a lot of money get pumped into gaming, which allowed, like you're saying, these projects to create these very nice-looking videos. Uh, but then the investors started wanting, you know, where's the game? Where's our, you know, we want a return on our investment, what's going on? Uh, and whether they used that that um, capital strictly to build a game or not, I guess we'll find out soon. Um, but a lot of them, you know, they, would, they got done by the market. You know, they, yes, they got a lot of funding. Um, but they thought, well, this is too easy. Like we've just, you know, we've got a game here. We'll get there eventually. And then the market just crumbled. And a lot of them, are, you know, down 90% themselves because they held a lot of that funding or had to hold a lot of that funding uh, in Web3 um, and, and now are struggling to, to make things happen. And so I think for us, uh, from the beginning, this project has been funded by myself and, and Cece, the founders. So um, Flight Force 4 is a, a registered business in New Zealand and uh, Cece and I are both docs. We've funded this project and um, and we will continue to fund it until, uh, until things start really picking up and, and our mission is to build this game no matter what so uh regardless of how minting goes i mean the people that do mint that the holders they're the ones that are gonna that will benefit because we do not have those vcs we don't have the funding that came in earlier there's been no early funding rounds there's been nothing um and we don't want to have to ever go to that model because we've built this games you know with a with a, a plan and the plan does not involve having tokens been dumped on our community uh, a year down the track two years three years down the track constantly um sort of you know lowering everyone's <clears throat> well you know using people for exit liquidity for one but also you know damaging the value of the token and and we want the focus to be on the game, but also what it does is it means that anyone who does invest in early um, gets gets the rewards, basically. Um, so, yeah, there's a few things that we're doing differently to games that you could argue uh, both sides of things. Well, okay, if you don't have the funding, how are you going to build a game? They're not cheap, and that's very true. <laughs> so um, the answer to that, I guess, for us is, well we do what's viable and and we build uh in small steps and and that's what we're doing for now and so basically the more funding we get the quicker this thing um gets out and and the bigger we go um but you know we're we're building in this beer uh, i think just about anyone who's building right now and still very active is you know that they're, they're genuinely trying to do something um it would be too easy to just walk away um from a project if if you know your heart wasn't in the right place to begin with
3: yeah and the just on those comments too oh yeah uh cosmo DeFi, the tweet you posted the other day right where you're like how much would the founders be willing to give up because
1: yeah it's it's something i think about because the bear market is probably you know really hurting some of the good projects and if they just needed like some investor to get them across the finish line or guarantee that they get across the finish line faster i was just curious to see if anyone had any thoughts but yeah it was, it was basically um just a question about that like what what if you kind of need an investor or you run the risk of never finishing the project right
3: yeah and that one i'm happy to like i feel like this is a decent time to expand on like my answer right
1: no for sure i'm glad you came up because you're building you're, you're ne- i would say nearing completion of a game right so you're the perfect person to have up here with flight force four
3: yep so i when you had asked that question i said uh 10 of revenue and we wouldn't we don't do a token right so like we wouldn't lock ourselves into A spot where we would be giving a part of any supply, it would just be future revenue. Um, you know, a lot of people think, Well, what about long term? And my mindset is, You know, I have this list that I sent out where I shared you a part of that list, um, via a screenshot of features that I would like to have added to our game before release, right? Right, yeah, but I don't know if we have it in our budget yet, so um two of them was, can we get the leaderboard up and running or should I have our developer do it in-house was number four. Uh, The fifth one is iOS support. And iOS support, I'm still waiting on the quote. I have a feeling it's gonna be between five and $10,000, probably. I I would guess. But like, so for us, like when I look at it, it's like, well, I don't care if he gets 10% revenue. You know for the lifetime of the game because if i can have ios support added to the game on release that just doubled the user base which helps um raise the odds of long-term success i I think like a lot of people i've noticed this a lot too just especially with nft collections they look at potential revenue and the theoretical of what could happen instead of what's realistic so, like, I think a lot of creators, you know, they'll be like, well, I want to sell 3,000 of these because then I'll get, you know, three times the amount of money than if I did a 1,000. It's like,
1: yeah, yep. but that doesn't matter if you only sell four, right? Yeah, no, that's true. You, you can't, yeah. It, well, what's tough about NFTs is it's really hard to do market research, right? Like, how, how do you know who's going to show up in mint and how many they're going to mint? So, part of the, part of the, the problem is you need money to, to build out your project, but you should probably not be relying on the mint to build out 100 percent of your project because you can't correct these things.
3: Yeah, like for our game, I can tell you um, yeah, I've said it before, but it's most of my personal funding that's gone into it. Um, and then the project has only funded, I don't know, maybe i i have a I have a note with this. I think the project has only funded about six thousand dollars of the development for our game um i I personally fund most of it. We more so use our project as a visibility vessel than anything. Um, that's kind of our main goal.
1: Well before I even met you guys, I said, oh they're building a brand and they're making they're they're getting their they're getting their brand into as many cosmonaut wallets as they possibly can. And I think I'm like, no matter what they're doing, this is smart. And then when we had the conversation, it made more sense. Yep.
3: Um, uh, I had something I really wanted to touch on. What did you say? Not just now, but right before then, or the general concept.
1: What me or flight? force?
3: Yeah, Uh, you Joe, I'm sorry. I I had something I really wanted to touch on. And it, that thought just went away from my head.
1: Wait, before I was talking about, before I said you building a brand? Yes. Oh my God, dude. You know, I don't, I have a bad memory. (laughs) I was talking about the, um, like the potential of of the investor getting you across the finish line or running the risk of never completing the project. Is that, is that right?
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, I, okay hold on i i'm trying to think of it i'm sorry for this will be up on Terra right
1: spaces now. in no time we'll be able to go back and listen
3: <laughs> if you want a,
2: a minute to try to remember Ponzi, i'll just touch on what you you guys are talking about as well or, or we could take
1: a or we could take a coffee break like they do at cosmo it's up <laughs> it's up to you guys yeah no okay flight force go ahead and i'll try to remember what the hell i was saying <laughs> but, um
2: so yeah with the with the um no no capital coming in and risking not finishing the project uh i think flight force Four. i, I remember
1: know? what i said i remember what i said it was about um it was about having like the uh you know you need you, you need to sell the nfts to develop to build out your project but you probably shouldn't rely a hundred percent on the mint proceeds to, to build out a hundred percent of your roadmap because it's so unpredictable.
3: Right, 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 right. Okay. First you can go, then I can touch on that.
1: <laughs> are you sure you don't,
2: want, you're not going to lose it. Oh, good, I, got, uh, I it got
3: it. I got it. <laughs> All right.
2: It's only short. I just, yeah, we are definitely open to having, uh, outside capital coming in. Um, if need be, you know, if we get into that scenario, um, where it's you know you you either take on capital or you don't finish um but that'll be a discussion that will be uh in our in our defender HQ chat and will be you know community voted on i guess um that is would have to be something that makes sense to get you know across the line but also to not be too detrimental down the track um because that's the whole kind of reason we are trying to avoid
3: that at all costs <clears throat> okay so when you had talked about relying on the mint um i i've talked about this usually like on an individual level uh but being able to forecast your mint the number one tool that creators have right now, like there's some that don't need to worry about it. Right. But um, the number one tool that creators have right now is the whitelist. Um, here, here's how I do ours. We always do our whitelist about two weeks in advance. Two weeks is kind of the golden amount of time where, you know, you retain user interest and it doesn't become stale so the data is still relevant if you try to build a whitelist a month out early it starts becoming bad data um but if you build out a whitelist two weeks before launch up until launch and if you i I categorize it in two ways one people who went out of their way if people go out of their way where they have to manually fill out a form manually submit a ticket in your discord um, And they do it on their own regard, that's a 90% conversion rate of them minting an average of 1.5 NFTs from your project. That's what I personally use. It depends on um, you know, the the collection, the team behind it, et cetera, et cetera. Then when you use um giveaways, right, like you do Hey, can you run this giveaway for me and give away whitelist?
1: All right. So I, you're, you're you're speaking my language now because number one, you're you're collecting reliable data, and even though it's limited, it's useful, right? And I already know what you're going to say about the giveaways um, because my my thing is, how are you going to give something away for free and then tell everyone else that's on your whitelist they got to pay for it? It's a very weird. It's a it's a weird way to drum up interest without taking the wind out of the sails of the people that are ready to pay money for the. Uh, for
3: the NFT, yep, yeah. So when you do the whitelist giveaways, like I always use that at about a fifty percent conversion ratio, uh, where I assume half of them will mint one NFT. Um, tiered whitelist—I think EJ was big on this—and from Space Skellies, and he's right. It'd be nice to have tiered whitelist because if it was up to me, I would give a thirty percent discount to the people who are going out of their way. Rog's. And then I would do only a 20 or 25 discount for the whitelist giveaway ones. That would be tier two. Uh, So that's something I think would be huge. That way it's not right. Like, cause that way it's not like a, not a slap in the face. No, You could have
1: different, different, you could have different contests even to get, you know, or, or requirements to get on the whitelist. And if, you know, there's someone who just found out about the whitelist that day they, they could somehow get onto tier two, it's not the end of the world where someone who's been in your, in your Discord following your socials for months, they're going to be on the, that, that main tier whitelist. I think it's fair. Yep,
3: yeah. And so that's the number one way I think you can forecast sales. I, I've always said I dislike the whitelist process, but it's necessary for success right now. And I think a lot of creators, you know, because of what a pain it is and how many headaches it is, they don't spend enough time on it and they really should spend most of their time in the two weeks up to launch on building that whitelist.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten approached by, like, I don't know how many projects in the last, like, couple months. Not, like, a 100, but probably, like, between 50 and 100. And some of them wait till, like, three days before the mint, hey, whitelist, you know, and some of them were like, we're giving out whitelists and we don't even know when the mint is yet. So this is refreshing to hear some like, that there is there is a science to this, or there at least there can be a science to this if you're willing to um, you know, put in a system where you can collect some data. Cause you, you do need data. And I think the data, like the better data that, that we have, it makes it easier for people to, to spend the money. And if you just look at Hubble tools, I think Hubble tools is very limited. But I do think it drives sales on Stargate's secondary market just because it gives you a thing to look at. you know you sift you're sifting through collections you're you're seeing floor price, you're seeing you know volume and all that. so your your way, you don't have sales yet, but you have but you you're looking at it before and after, and you could project and at least have like a uh, you know an expected value for future mints,
3: yeah, and one of the biggest like The other, there's so many caveats to what I'm saying, right? Because when you build the whitelist, if you, the ideal number in my mind is to get whitelist up to 25 to 30% if you're running a discount, because if you can get up to 20 to 35 or 20, yeah, 25 to 30%, that's where your whitelist is successful. And then people are still engaged in your project and you can reach mint out. If it goes too much higher, then you're kind of hurting your potential revenue because you offered too many spots at a discount. And if you go too low, then you kill your own hype. Then when you do the whitelist itself, you have to make sure you don't put too many people on the whitelist and not enough people mint because then it's a perception issue. There's there's so many fine details people don't look at.
1: No, the the perception in in NFT space more than any other thing I've ever seen in my life perception is reality if they if someone sees a number that doesn't make them feel good they'll they won't mint even if they plan to mint 10 when they got in front of the computer that day and you see it you see it a lot on the secondary market when people are monitoring and obsessing over floor prices of projects so and that's driven by these secondary market analytics tools and I see it on other other blockchains that have really good, analytics you will see floor prices dump in in hours because people are mo- able to monitor it and then that that perception is like oh the, the, the whales are souring on this project now i need to dump my nfts or the, the opposite oh whales are buying into this project i need to buy more even though it's more expensive and i didn't want it yesterday it's it's a very it's a strange thing with the like the perception to the the community
3: right and like especially you know um more standard nft projects like a lot of them do care about the floor price i can tell you like you see a lot of creators buy their own mint in not like a supportive manner but in a I'm going to spend about, you know, $8,000 on my own mint just so it looks like it's going better because paying the marketplace fee is worth it to them because then people end up hopping on because they think it's successful. It's I not a, very.
1: I did a whole video about that. And I said, that's basically a sign that the project is about to fold.
3: Yeah. And it's not super common on stargaze. I uh, I per, I don't like check everything that launches. Right. But like I've seen it once or twice where, you know, you see it and I'm like, well, I know what's going on here. You can't call it out. You can't. But like and not from my standpoint anyway, but it it, it's definitely one of the things that is unfortunately just part of reality in the space. Um, but no, so I think, especially with the whitelist, a lot of creators don't know how to use it right now to forecast sales. And it's a very powerful tool. If you can kind of, uh, nail it like with sweet, oh, Ducuby, yeah. I, I I'm proud of this one. I nailed it exactly where I wanted it. It went to 25% during whitelist. And then, you know, five days sellout in this market, it was $25 in NFT at the time. Like that was, you know, that was the difference between us not putting time in the whitelist like we usually do, and then me spending two weeks and manually building it with the team from the ground up. It's a huge difference.
1: Well, you, you've you also been able to kind of pepper your community with a lot of small mints, and you have those data points. and. Other projects have the data also, but they're probably not paying attention to it the way that you guys are. And I think, uh, you know, I think after the first time I talked to you guys, I was thinking, I hope they build their game and I hope they hit everything that they want to hit, because it'd be nice to have a team like this actually consulting other projects that, you know, need some like business sense and some numbers and some like methodical approach, you know, to this space because a lot of it is almost too artistic and too loosey-goosey and like lack of planning and and it's it's there needs to be something in the middle that's all
3: yeah no i i agree and it you know if if i was around in the space during the bull market i i might try to pursue that option more but right now it's just it's just like you know we're gonna we're gonna work work for our team and. I, I mentioned in the comments before, but like that empire state of mind, like when we release our game, what I really like leaning into the idea of is now we can provide utility to other people's NFTs by doing potential expansion packs in our game, or we airdrop their art to our holders and start making these creator to creator relationships to help bring value both to our project and their project. And then the pipe dream, right, is when we have our app, anyone who makes a card game, if they can give me the rules to their game, we can develop the exact same app for them for less than $5,000 because the background is there, the server is there, you know, the NFT integration is there. The only thing that needs to change is the rules and some of the art, nothing else. So like it's it's one of those things where like yeah i i i try to think like in a very like i don't know business like e-mindset i guess but
1: S- sensible mindset <laughs> that's the word you're looking for no it, it no it's it, I, I like hearing this because i've just gone through so many projects and it's like a lot of um a lot of hustle but not a lot of uh, like like organization behind it and i feel like that you guys have a great balance over there because you're having fun too so I want to I let Natego ask a question. Kate, if, people that don't know, Natego probably has the most NFTs of anyone just by winning contests because she's involved in every, every contest.
4: Well, not entirely true. Only the ones I really like. Well, hi, everyone. Um, I just wanted to say, yes, what Side was saying about uh, NFT whitelist is quite true. I personally really hate to sing and dance for a whitelist because if I want the NFT, I want it. If you put hurdles in front of me, most times I just switch off and I just move on to other things because really and truly, there's always something else to do with your time and your your tokens. Now, another thing I like to see NFT projects do is when you're having your mint, don't look at your mint alone. Look at the whole ecosystem because there are people who are genuinely interested in your project, but are also interested in other things that probably are more have more hype than yours or have um, a history, longer history than yours. And their loyal community members would want to participate in that as well as yours. If you put it on the same day, then the odds are priorities will go to the older projects. And what do I mean by that? Let me just, I can't remember an exact example, but there's a period I had about five things I wanted to mint, and none of them were new projects. There were projects that I already committed to, and this was like the second or the third. The third mint on them, like I think there was Space Ape Society and some serum. There was um, uh, rebels and Unamusha. There was there, there. were always they were all like a spin spin off of the next one. And then there were projects that literally just listed the day, two days, and say, "Hey, we are minting." Like, "Hey, where were you?" I mean, I should normally be interested in you, but I didn't know. And there's also the fact that. I don't know, but speaking for myself, I don't have an unlimited amount of uh, cash to mint. So I tend to save up for my mints. I save my rewards and I know what I'm going to mint. For example, I know that at some point in history, um, flight force is coming on Stargate. So I have that at the back of my mind and I'm keeping stars ahead so that whenever it comes up, I'm ready. But if I don't know and all of a sudden, two days to go, you say, hey, we are minting. I like your project, but I can't do anything about it because I don't have the stars. So that's one thing I like to tell um, um, projects about. L- look, look at the big picture. Look at the big picture. For example, if uh, Andromaverse is doing something and you're doing it on the same day, the odds are all the 8,000 owners of uh, uh, Stargaze Punk and all the other things are going to want to participate in what Andromavas is doing. So, no matter how great your project is, there's going to be split loyalties, and then people might not invest as much as they would. they'll now split 50 50. so that's something that happens to me quite a while, and uh, I just felt I should let people know, and maybe somebody else could say:
1: You know, I think you're right because some people mint based on their like staking rewards that they let build up, and then that's their budget for whatever they're going to mint, so if there's a a bunch of projects minting they got to choose one maybe two and that's it i i've heard people tell me before they use their um they let their staking rewards build up and that's what they use to mint so what you're saying makes a lot of sense and i do remember there was like a two-week period where it was a lot of like um reputable projects minting and i don't even know what else was minting that was new because i really wasn't looking i minted my owner mushes and the um the uh tea sauce um, there,
4: there was also the Red Bulls that period.
1: Yeah, I had, a yeah, list,
4: yeah. I, had, I had a list about six. That, that was the same time Tory punks came out. That was busy. That was the it same was, time of Riot, and there was something uh, Wawa Zombies all at the same time.
1: There was also a um, uh, Planet Cosmos. Dow was minting, and um, I, I can't remember. There was. A, you're right though. There was like a, it was like a traffic jam on like yeah. multiple chains. then.
4: And uh, I remember when I put my two do list and I tweeted it. This is my two day list. I was told oh, there was T-SAT's bodies, like what? How can I not know about it? I'm part of that community. And then when I found out it was uh, charity connected, I had to commit to that because there was a charity element to it, even though it wasn't on my radar. So I'd rather not be in that situation, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. The creators, I know sometimes, sometimes the creators get stuck and they just happen to be minting up against another tough project but if they could help it yeah you definitely want to stand out especially on a on the launch pad if you can i mean it it has to help to be number one on the launch pad
3: yeah I, I mean i definitely agree with i mean basically all of that right like it, it, the staking rewards especially um it, at least from like my perspective um it, it's hard to always like consider that aspect uh because people reached out to me on uh, territory uh, when we did that launch. And they're like, Hey, like I'm going to mint, but I have to wait two more days before I have enough staking rewards. And it's one of those things where uh, you definitely have to kind of gauge it better as a creator. Cause like, I didn't really think about it and, you know, it's more so just on me. Cause like, I, you know, some of the payments I have to make for development are pretty big. So you know, I look at fifty Torium like oh, I was like you know, I'm like that right now I'm like that's not like a huge major expense for me when I got a uh, Mr. <laughs> sending me a message two weeks early that the next milestone is ready I'm like god dang it <laughs> so, so it, it's something that I, I think is very important to be aware of and just being able to if you can't give an exact price being able to at least give a range of what the mint cost should be and at the mint date as soon as you can
1: yeah I, I think so I think eventually I know, I mean stars is an awesome stargazer is an awesome platforms stars token is you know one of the one of the tokens that probably everyone has at least some of but i think that at some point the um the mints have to be at least an option to mint in usdc or something like that you know or a stable coin. i think it has to eventually be and then to take it a step further there's gonna have to be a point where somebody can just buy an nft with a credit card and it just automatically goes to their wallet or something like that i think that that's really like where I think nft purchasing needs needs to be at in the next like 12 months
3: yeah i you know i i can't i don't know everything i don't know where all the priorities are right um i know they're doing the DAO, but like i know they are aware of the on-ramping i think it could was mentioned like a while ago um but i think it's just one of the things where You know, they're so far along in some of these really cool aspects that they want to get them out there. And the front end team, right? Like they want to get collection filtering, like folders, stuff like that implemented. They want the analytics on. Um, So right now it's like, I think it's coming. It's just one of those things where it requires, you know, full, probably full attention to get that kind of thing done to do the onboarding. And that's probably the main reason it's been held off. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's
1: definitely, definitely understandable, right? Like the solution there, but you just got to get to it when you get to it. I, I definitely understand that. I'm really happy with the, the improvements that I see on Stargaze almost every time that I log in. And not to totally change the subject, but like the last week and a half, week or so, the Timmy's collection is has been creating use case for... Um, for Pegasus and I haven't used it yet, but I was playing around in the website and that's like another function of, of on Stargaze. It just kind of got snuck in there with not much fanfare. So all these upgrades that, that Stargaze is doing, it's, it's like too many to keep track of, but when you go to use it, you notice it, you're like, Oh wow, this is awesome. And not many, not many platforms have that, that have been around for much longer.
3: Yeah. I've been wondering about that, right? Cause now like I work a bit, A bit closer with the team and like Pegasus, um, Sky Magic's generative art platform. There are all these tools that are like, especially Pegasus. Like, I would have thought that would have been fairly popular. I know you can like reserve NFTs, but trade NFT for NFT, I thought would have been really cool. Um, I guess I've been trying to mull over how do you bring attention to all the things that are getting updated? when you know that every week that there's something new, like is medium the best way to do it? Cause I don't think Twitter is.
1: Twitter's Twitter and discord are good for like in the moment conversation. I think medium is the way to do that. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to have Shane on my YouTube next week. And I'm literally going to strictly talk about like what's coming and what did you just upgrade that we could take note of because they're doing a lot. doing a lot i'm really interested in the DAO tooling um i think that would i think that's huge for stargaze because i always have thought and like i've had people try to change my mind and i I just i'm sticking with my original instinct that nfts are much better DAO tokens than than fungible tokens and if they build that into stargaze i think that's going to be uh really huge for all the collections that have already minted on stargaze because now you can legitimately turn your collection into DAO tokens. And if your DAO has a purpose, now your NFT collection has a new purpose as well. So yeah, I'm gonna gonna talk to Shane next week. actually wouldn't mind anyone even listening on this spaces, anything you want me to ask Shane, I mean, I'm sure he'll answer anything. I've never had a conversation with before, just DMs. Just uh, shoot me a DM what you want me to ask Shane, but I have a slew of questions about new features and soon to be released features.
3: Well, and Shane, Shane's hard to get a hold of. So so definitely if you guys can ask questions to Joe, I throw them on there. I I you know I, I work with the team and I I think I have a message out to Shane from like five days ago. I'm still waiting on. Oh no,
1: this this conversation started in the summer. Like like oh. I what happened was I saw him like he subscribed to my YouTube channel, and I saw the alert, and I was like, "Shit, I better make my videos good, and I better not say anything terrible about Stargaze by accident, right?" Like, uh, those are my first two thoughts. But then I messaged him. I can't remember why. Oh, I messaged him because I was following him, and and I was and 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 then Twitter was making me unfollow him. It happened a couple times, and I said, "Hey, just to let you know, this is what's happening." Um, and then like he got back to me like two months later, and then I asked him like, "Hey, what about?" Doing some content. Yeah, no problem. And then Cosmoverse was coming, so I figured I'd leave him alone. But yeah, I messaged him last week and then he got back to me a couple of days ago. So next week, I think Monday, I'll do it's not gonna be a live stream. I can't do a live stream, but uh it'll be, you know, lots of questions about features and and all that.
3: Yeah, I'm, and I've been mean to bring this up to him because I, I, I think something like me, Medium would help a lot with just kind of giving updates. I, I think you're right. Twitter's like in the moment. Discord, I don't know. I don't know how to navigate it. Clearly, no one knows how to navigate it. No one reads the Frequently Asked Questions channel. Just doesn't exist, I guess. Like, I, So I, I think there's just got to be a better way to summarize it, but not call it a roadmap
1: yeah that's true i mean it's it's um i mean it could just be on the stargaze like when you go to stargaze.zone you know it, there could be a tab of recent features that were added you might not need a medium but i think um i don't know i mean it's in the community's best interest to spread the word as well right like i have a whole bunch of stargaze nfts i should do videos on the features that that's the way i think of it because it, it helps everyone and then there are other people who are good with medium that should be you know if you if you could do 10 medium articles in a month you could do one on stargaze if you have 500 nfts there maybe you want to highlight some of the positives i don't know i feel like you could almost like source this through the community without having to hire someone i don't know if stargaze seems like they're pretty busy that team
3: yeah and they're like that's that's one of the things too right is like i I always just like look at it and i'd say the number one question on their discord is what is the apr of stars or how to buy stars even though they're both on the website you have to click a second button on the website to see these numbers and it's like you know i'm like this is only the 10th time i've answered this question but it's 45 something something so it's just like it almost just needs to be like just in their face in some location. Like it can't just be separated around. it. That's at least the vibe I've been getting.
1: I, I believe it. And, and also people don't like f- searching things unless they're typing into like a Google search bar. Right. And I, I, I have like three or four different videos showing people how to get stars tokens. Um, and, and the later ones still get views. So, People are are, are definitely Googling that info into, um, into YouTube, how to buy stars, um, how to mint on stars. So it's just, uh, yeah, (laughs) the the frequently asked questions, I've never read, read that in discord. I'm I'm in like a hundred discords. I've definitely never read that.
3: No, I know. I, I, I've, I've made some suggestions like reduce the amount of channels and the first thing i told them was if we don't have an official how to buy stars from adam on like coinbase or something it should be like the first thing done just to lower the barrier to entry so like i i did one of those videos too that was like sub five minutes i think like two nights ago and it was just like hey guys this might not be perfect but this is what we should have somewhere For people it just makes it so much easier
1: yeah and I know I know Don has at least one or two videos like that and I believe somebody else as well so maybe you guys just need like a like how-to video section and just like grab the best of whatever is recent on YouTube and and all that maybe I, I think some people either want their question answered immediately by an expert when they go into discord or they need to just watch a video and not bother everyone in Discord. Those are, those are, the, those are the two choices. Yeah, I think
2: AJ's got one as well. So from Scallies,
1: which we've borrowed, put in our Discord, but yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, that might be who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, this ended up being a good uh, space. I didn't know who was going to come. Flight Force, you actually did tell me you were coming, but I, I was actually talking with like six or seven different projects and most of them didn't even. Get back to me or they were like, Oh, I can't do that. It's three o'clock in the morning where I'm at. So uh, I definitely appreciate you coming through. and I think it was good timing to have Bonzi here, who's also building a game, kind of get deeper into it, you know, in a way that I definitely can't. Mayor's giving us a standing ovation that's how you know is a good space. Bands changed to PFP like seven times during the space, so she was definitely entertained. um yeah, I don't know um flight force 4 i'll let you just any last minute things you want to get out there to people otherwise um we can wrap it up and and bonzi thanks for uh for helping with a lot of this good info and good questions
3: no definitely thank you for having me up here and i especially with the games like i always like kind of coming up and going back and forth with the games because like we get our own ideas too based off of like what they say and like what they're trying and I think it just helps a lot when you can, somebody can kind of ask like a finer detail. It might go over, not, you know, might not, maybe not everyone gets it, but I think it's valuable.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I'll get a flight force. I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: No, you're right. Um, thanks, thanks for having us. Firstly, um, really appreciate your time, and, and obviously the listeners as well. Bonzi, always good uh, chatting and getting your questions. Um, but yeah, I think we yeah it was really good to to be in the space. We want to get into a lot more uh, stargaze based spaces. Obviously, the closer we get to to minting, so um, we've got a few that we're going to be uh, putting on ourselves to. But yeah, if you have any more spaces, definitely keen to, to jump on. Um, but yeah, if you if you guys are interested, I think we're going to put on a poker night as well. Stargaze projects. I think we've got Skelly's, uh, SSR. We've got um, I think TCS coming as well, and maybe a couple of others that CC has mentioned. Um, so if yeah, if you're either you want to just jump in uh, and come along to one of those. Um, Definitely jump in the Discord or, or just follow the Twitter. And, um, or if you have a project that you're involved with that might want to be involved, uh, just hit us up. We're, we're pretty approachable. Um, we've got a, a pretty complex. Projects, So I think we kind of scratched the surface. It's pretty easy to lose people on uh, what we're building. But if you do want to know more, uh, just jump on the the website. We've got a white paper. We've got a uh, pitch deck for the NFTs uh, and a lot of details there uh, with some videos. But otherwise, yeah, just jump in our Discord. If you've got any questions, we're always in there and happy to answer. But yeah, thanks. Thanks again for, for having us and I'm sure we'll, we'll speak again soon. It's been really good.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I try to do these spaces every week. You're more than welcome to pop on. Um, a lot of times, I, especially on like Friday nights, you know, Eastern time, US Eastern time. If I if I run spaces and I get like a bunch of like just creators that ask each other questions, that's usually pretty interesting. Um, try to get this space going and running more consistently but yeah thanks everybody for listening thanks for everyone who uh contributed Natego, nice to talk to you i haven't heard from you in a while i haven't been on a space with you in a while um yeah and, uh, thanks yeah no no problem your, your input's always welcome you're a very knowledgeable nft uh just collector and um you you like your quality nfts you have a good taste take it easy everyone and uh I'm sure I'll see you guys in another space in like five minutes.
4: Bye everyone.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was NFT happy hour with flight force four and sunnyside reapers hosted by cosmos Joe recorded on Monday, November 28th, 2022 for Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark, IBC enabled. Cool. They say rapping is the gateway. Bringing home great pay. Checking that replay. Sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays and do the math on that financially speaking why the fuck would anybody want to rap but in this reality the money comes from doing shows but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows i guess you could rap on cameo i've been asking all my friends if i can rap on the patio six feet motherfucker step the fuck back a little magical and rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday And I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing Left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception The bass stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalty These sums of money that go to the record label Per playback can seem insultingly small Small many rights holders are thinking around Three quarters, three quarters of, a of a cent Leaving only some portion of that for the actual artists, they are making pennies, making pennies per play, until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question, but for now, investors see enough potential to continue to pennies pennies per another day, another lesson, living in the 8th dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the great depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, aw shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I'm